This is a warning at the beginning of the show from your game mother. Sorry about the audio quality. Just wanted to let you know that this episode does have things that trend in line with the loss of memory and loss of self that happens with diseases like Alzheimer's and dementia. So a content warning here just to let you know this show a little bit heavier than some other episodes of Low Armor Cast. All right, let's enjoy. We've been recording this whole time. <laughs> I've been spooky. here the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, are we recording now? You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the one who can see it, so I'm gonna need you to tell me. Oh uh, yeah, we're recording. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Low Armor Cast, an actual play D and D podcast about three kids in a trench coat trying to solve a mystery. Except those kids are actually small sized creatures, and that trench coat is a giant suit of combat armor. I am your game mother. My name is Steve, and I am joined as always by my wonderful pit crew. Say hello, wonderful pit crew. Hello. Hello, pit crew. Oh, I'm almost getting through that clean now these days. Uh, it's only taken me over a dozen episodes. It's fine. We didn't even know what the name of the podcast was when we started, so it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I'm just throwing it out there. If it was pit together, shit together. We got that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll Get it on that. your keys. Pit together, shit together. Beer koozies and key covers. That's <laughs> that's the only merch we sell. Beer koozies and keys. <laughs> yes. Okay. No, no, Kev. Do you guys sell shirts? No. <laughs> Introduce yourselves, pit crew. Hi, I'm Ron Leota, and I'll be playing Tama today. Kelsey Steven, Merritt Grim Clank. What's up, listeners? This is Triple A. We Ron. are not continuing that <laughs> New bit. New they bit, were, Aaron. New bit. New material. And I am playing Scratch. <laughs> <laughs> just powers through. I love it. Just I chef kiss. Eye contact. You know, the other thing that I can't. I can't yeah, there was full eye contact on that so one. So we're going to recap what happened in the last episode. I could do it for you. <laughs> Waggling your head at me. We got right, information Ron. and adventurers were bad. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good, but I'm going to be a bit more specific than that, Kelsey. When we last left our heroes, they had encountered at the 199 a group of rowdy adventurers demanding information about the explosions that occurred downstairs. Not to be, ha excuse me, not to have their dinner interrupted. They simply dismissed the adventurers who began to threaten violence. Upon realizing that they were being dunked on over and and over and over again. They decided to leave, but not before marring the ground with their lasers. Additionally, in the episode, we got to hear from Sly David and all the information he had to share about the upcoming things. And now, we continue with the low AC. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just drew them before leaving. Um, That's how you do an intro. <laughs> uh, editor's note, uh, it's Sly Peter, not Sly David. It was uh, sunray beams, not lasers. And uh, uh, I mean, don't forget that Tama made a genuinely nice Seder woman cry. Um, <laughs> Why do you put innocence in his path of destruction? <laughs> uh, 
but no, that was a pretty good recap. That was a pretty yeah. good recap. Thank you for. It, it was also a rare recap where where it wasn't interrupted at all because I wasn't doing it, and obviously the table respects Ron more. <laughs> I think that's correct. Um, we are back. Uh, you had just been approached by uh, by Jacoby, um, a gentleman who had shook your hand and asked you for some help after seeing how you handily dealt with those jerky adventures that had come your way. And you had suggested to him that maybe not the 199 was a place to talk about something where he could find, quote, no help from anyone else. They're the only one that can help him. Uh, I believe it came to a conclusion that you might meet him for happy hour, which was starting very soon, in the alley behind the Wendy's, which is a bar in the Sky Spire. Um, so excited to go there. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be so high class. <laughs> yes, a bar in a food court called the alley behind the Wendy's. <laughs> and it's not even behind the Wendy's. No, there's no Wendy's. Yeah. There's no alley. It's a food court. <laughs> it's a bar called... It's literally nothing but lies. It's just, it's just a kiosk in the hallway to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, then it would have that authentic alley behind the Wendy's. <laughs> uh, 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 but yeah so uh you wrapped up you don't have to pay for anything at the 199 maja had already in advance uh charged it to um to uh the sky spire themselves as part of her booking fees that's incredible uh uh well you know when you're rich people give you things for free it's weird yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels backwards but it is the way that things are so you know enjoy it i suppose uh, you can't see Sly Peter anywhere uh, except for the briefest of glimpses of him taking food back and forth as he works his apparently real job as a waiter at the 199. Uh, Wilton and Maja had left. Uh, I believe you'd sent them back to the room, Merritt, but mostly just got out. So that's Wilton uh, escorted Maja out of there. You're not really sure where she is. I know Merritt had mentioned also wanting to make sure to go distribute the current drawings possibly new drawings of the adventures and you'd hired security to guard your room uh since the adventures are threatened just going to wherever you were staying and tearing it apart i think we should go talk to jacoby yeah i think alley behind the wendy's it is yeah yeah since that is in the food court on the rock fort Rockville. Area, Rockville, which is where security is. I would kind of like to quickly, like, at least find out where Maja is now that we're responsible for her security. Um, and maybe just, like, either grab her or grab the pictures on our way back to that floor. Uh, yeah, you can call Wilton. Uh, uh, so you're going down the elevator. Also, I feed Jancy whatever shrimp uh, I see that are left uh. or... Jancy, uh, uh, Jancy, who is, you know, like tucked away on any one of you at any given time, happily grabs, doesn't take the shrimp, eats the bag that the shrimp is in that Scratch had, to which there's a moment of realization that a producing void bag was inserted into something that also has an extra dimensional space in it, and there might be consequences there. Maybe Jancy could also produce shrimp for you. You don't know yet. <laughs> Scratch might have unlimited uh, access to Jancy regurgitated shrimps. Yes. Um, 
Which makes them even worse. Every <laughs> once in a while, we have to roll a constitution check for Jancy. Yeah. And she, they might spit up some shrimp. But <laughs> Shrimp. <laughs> uh, uh, but while you're heading down the thing... Uh, no, you... they, they said the bag would disappear when we left. Yeah, we couldn't does. leave with it, it so yeah. Jancy should be fine. Oh, okay. Um, and and <laughs> lots of other things. Uh, <laughs> our, that's just our occasionally puking shrimp bag. <laughs> it's normal. Yeah. It's a normal bag. Hey, I'm hungry. Punch the bag in the stomach. Bullet. The foley work. The foley work, Ron. Uh, so when you're heading down the ele- elevator, do you give Wilton a call? Yeah, yeah. See, see where they're at. Oh uh, yeah, uh, we felt like it was gonna get a little bit uh, uncomfortable, like not quite genteel, like up there. So, uh, merit excellent suggestion on our escape. I am currently showing Maja one of the uh, wonderful casinos in the Sky Spire. <laughs> uh, you are welcome to join us, or I can uh, come to you. But right now, I would like a little bit of leniency. I am on a bit of a hot streak and you can hear Maja in the background being like like yelling out really thorough and detailed bets on what is something akin to a craps table with lots of different amounts and percentage of likelihoods (laughs) (laughs) and he's like and he's like Masha's absolutely improved my ability at this game so if you would allow me to uh, continue to escort her for a little bit longer here I could probably meet up with you we can simply meet you there at the security area. That'll be a good meetup spot. We'll head out of here 15, 20 minutes if we don't hear from you sooner. Sound good? Sounds good. I, I have an unrelated question. Yes. Do you know if the... Um, I, I forget if it's the waste management company or the whoever it is that manufactures the portable hole technology oh, yes. stuff that um, they're here. Do you know if they... Uh, do they offer tours? Literally, on my notes, head to in the options of things that you can do <laughs> uh, that I suspect that you might head to the International Management of Processing Sewage or IMPS <laughs> office. Sub bullet point: They can take a tour there. Yes. So, Wilms yes. like, oh, absolutely! It's a strange <laughs> attraction. <laughs> there is, in fact, tours that happen daily at the Imps office <laughs> in uh, in Rockville. Uh, you can go down to the waste management facilities there. I was a little. I'm, I'm sliding out of my own goddamn accent. I'm too excited about gambling. Um, if there's nothing else, I got. Oh, Masha, Masha, double over on that one. No, no, no. no you're, you're good. You're good. We can ask him all this later. Let him be on his rolls. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We arrived back at the food court, uh, food court area of Rockville, and uh, you had passed by the alley behind the Wendy's, so you roughly remember where it is. Plus, there's directory maps ever. Uh, opening up the alley behind the Wendy's, literally the bar is what looks like an angled wall of a brick wall with a tiny little window that slides halfway. And that's like one corner of it. And one corner, maybe just out about five feet. And then there's a long brick wall 
behind there with just a bigger section cut out that has a bar in it and a bunch of stools and that's the alleyway behind the Wendy's and there are people sitting there uh, uh, but there aren't a lot it's the afternoon nobody's hard drinking yet um, which is why happy hour has gotten started trying to get those customers in uh, they've got a uh, chalkboard with chalk drink specials including their famous non-alcoholic but perfectly beloved uh, ice cream treat the frosty the bartender looks like they're a Wendy's employee with uh, half their uh, uniform kind of disheveled like their uniform apron kind of half down uh, but like their regular like polo shirt and they're smoking a cigarette actively and just like bitter and that's what the bartender <laughs> looks like um, you know to keep the Wendy's ambiance appropriate <laughs> up with the alleyways are like that. Um, and yeah you can see Jacoby's sitting at a stool there's maybe two other customers in this whole place and it's large enough that it could easily house 40 so Jacoby like nods to you and almost goes to wave and then tries to remember that he's being kind of kind of kind of clandestine and he's like oh, oh. And he goes back to sipping on his half melted frosty oh god we'll just we'll uh, I'll go order a drink and then go sit with Jacoby <laughs> oh, okay I might post up somewhere separate where I can like watch the door and like basically keep an eye on exits while yeah. you two while you guys are talking uh, and Scratch will do the same at the bar the bar okay yeah. So Sit again, just merit separated out. from Scratch and Tama, <laughs> but not far this time. Yeah, I can. See, yeah, like and, I still want to be able to. In charge of talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jacoby <laughs> looks at Tama, uh, uh, Tama and Scratch, and is like, "Do y'all like one of these half melted frosties? They're quite delicious." No, I, I already got a wine, but thank you. Okay. I'm you can pour a wine. You can, you can pour a wine. <laughs> <laughs> you can pour a wine in it if you're interested. Um, no, thank you. Uh, that, uh, no, thank you. So what, what, so what is going on? Okay. I mean, get real quiet, but I'm not audibly going to get a lot quieter. I'm doing this so the podcast knows that I'm getting quiet. Oh, snap. So, yeah, uh, you were there for the explosion earlier, yes? Yeah. So that was a response of protest to some unseemly working conditions down below floors 40. The bottom 20 floors of this place are especially bad. That's where most of the warehouse materials come out of. That's where all of the food gets shipped in. That's where all of the fishery, all of the meat, and everything ships back out. It's receiving, storage, and dispersal all in one. It's pretty much what fuels the rest of the tower. The next 10 floors are locked off entirely to everyone. Almost no one is able to get in or out of them. They are completely controlled. We think that's where a lot of the magic energy comes from. That's the rumors, but ain't nobody ever talked to any of us down sub 40 about that. The floors between 30 and 40, that's not a neighborhood you're gonna find on the uh, tower tomb. Uh, to have that helpful little guy tell you, that helpful little goblin tell you whereabouts to go and you can't say its name to the elevator and it just knows what's gonna happen. That's where people like me work and live. It's an area you just gotta know your floor and go to it. You best go straight from the elevator to whatever errand you got to run if you had to pick one there and back to your house. 
There's not a lot of room. It ain't nice like Rockville here. It ain't nice like Dabney. It's search heading out 199. Now, we've had people disappearing well, ever since I done worked here. And they never can show up in the Spire Standard or the uh, Kozar Chronicle or any of the neighborhood periodicals. But they do go. And just go. Nothing happens. We also don't get a lot of sight. We've had less and less access to shipping and receiving over the last year or two. First, it was just a certain area. They said hazardous materials. We were like, thank you very much. Not for me. Then they were like, oh, we've got some other people working on here. They're doing some construction. We're like, all right, that stands on a few years. Now, hardly any of us get to go below floor 20. And those people, they get promoted and they don't talk a lot to us anymore. So now I got a bunch of workers, bunch of friends, no money, living on floors that no one remembers, above floors no one can even get into. So yeah, we're going to make some noise if nobody's listening. And then I saw you. I was snuck, I snuck up on the elevator. Snuck behind some hoity-toity bullshit paladin and they're barbarian who can't even put a shirt on for a goddamn restaurant visit. What's he gonna do? Get in a fight with a fucking abolith up on a 199 stories up? I snuck up. I watched how you dealt them. I found out who you were. And I'm out of options. Now, I ain't a union boss. We don't have a union boss. Sure, there's, there's Labor United and... Lee Paskins, he's supposed to be representing us, but they changed that to a council of nine a long time ago, and he's head of the council, but they ain't done nothing or agreed on anything in years. So we're stuck, and I'm desperate. I got people to feed. I'm the guy on the ground down there. I've been at the Sky Spire since I was a kid, and I'm not gonna see a bunch of good people just get ignored. I'm not asking you for much. If you could reach out to Rupert and Haza, I know this isn't Haza. If you could ask Lanik to say something. If you could maybe ask the authorities, maybe coming from a celebrity, they'll listen. Tried to reach out to Miss Ogda when they arrived earlier, but their manager shooed me away, said it wasn't their business. And I saw how you stood up to those adventurers. Most people would have just agreed and either lied to them or told them the truth and you put them in their place. Yeah, I'm sure we can help somehow. We can look into it and yeah. see how we can help. And uh, if good words are enough, we'll do that. And if it's not, we'll figure something else out. Um, we're a pit crew. We, we're not exactly uh, epic heroes or anything. We can't swoop in and save the day, but at the very least, we can get the information where it needs to go. Next time I want someone... To, I'll call epic heroes when I want someone to endanger the lives of nearly half the people they're trying to goddamn save. I, ca I called the authorities here. They didn't want to listen. I just hope you've given me more than any of them, so thank you. And he's getting a little emotional about it. Tama and Scratch, please. I guess it's got to be perception. Perception. Twenty. Uh, that's an eight. 
All right, you are wrapped up in figuring out, like, this guy's asking a lot of a pit crew. Yeah. You are not heroes, and you you are trying to figure out, you're like, well, I want to do something for this guy. He seems nice. but <laughs> I like helping, but... Uh, yeah, but fuck. Why would you think we can help you? <laughs> <laughs> My job is to announce robot fights. Yeah. <laughs> Scratch. Yeah. You smell it. It takes you a while. You're sitting there. Uh-oh. You're smelling it. It's a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of carbon, just ever so barely present. Could have sworn you were going to say he shit his pants or something. Shit his pants, right? (laughs) Coming uh, for for clarification with the table, coming off of him or in the area? Uh Oh, interesting. Off of him. Merit. Scratch slams him to the table. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, no. I just Show wanted a delicious spices. melted frosting. How do you know that smell? How do you know that smell? Where are they? Where is he? <laughs> Merit, you've been paying attention to their conversation to a degree in, in the way that you've been keeping an eye that they're there and they're safe, but you're mostly watching the food court. Yeah, I'm watching any exits, entrances. I want to make sure we don't get ambushed. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, uh, roll, uh, roll a uh, uh, perception for me, please. With advantage, because you've got time. Uh, <laughs> it's not a good noise. Uh, <laughs> my perception's only plus two, so that's a 12. 12's enough for yeah. this, because you got all the time in the world to kind of like watch yeah, it. Yeah, I happen. rolled a 10 and a 2. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> It takes you some time while they're having that conversation with uh, Jacoby, but you are pretty sure because you haven't seen a lot of kobolds that dress in heavy <laughs> wizard robes and everything um, with big, long uh, gray eyebrows. You're pretty sure you see this kobold that you saw earlier or they're just wandering around. They look honestly lost. They don't have any of the rest of the group behind them. You take a long look around and you don't see the paladin or the barbarian or the satyr. You just see this person like looking at different shops in the food court, kind of half walking up to things and then walking kind of back to the center and then looking like they're doing that. And yeah. I pretty, so what is pretty much as soon as I see him and recognize that's him, I would like to quietly and quickly walk past uh, you two at the bar and just be like the you know one of the ventures is out there and I, like as I walk by and go towards what if there's a is there another exit is there a back door there's I mean, not really? a back door that looks like you should go through it it looks like there's a back door through the bar like the the way that it is is more like a long rectangle, like a, like a sit-in shop would be in a food court, and so you can you have the front big wide entrance that's just sort of open, and then you have a back entrance that if you got behind the bar you'd go to the back. Uh, I would like to <laughs> approach the bar person to be like, "Hey, is the pit crew for Lana Kindfist and security yeah. for Maja Agda? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we want to, would like access to use the back door in case we need to move in and out of here uh, without a lot of uh, fans or other people noticing. Oh, uh, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, and they just open <laughs> the thing at the end of the bar, the little like bar top that flips open. And they're like, yeah, if you need to get through the back door, just feel free to go through. I, I don't care. 
<laughs> Thank you. Awesome. You're welcome. Because I just want to like peek out the door and make sure that it looks clear out there in case. So weirdly enough, the alley behind the Wendy's back door opens up to what looks like an alley behind a lot of things, mm. um, and it looks like a service alley. You uh, actually, Merritt, would be very familiar with this. Haza has them in all of its ski resorts as well as its main uh, castle in um, Regal Soul. Hmm. Uh, which castle is a bit of an antiquated term for it. It's mostly a mansion at this point, not so much a castle. But yeah, you've seen these. This is where product would be moved in and out of for stocking as well as, you know, food distribution. This is where staff could, in theory, go in and out of. And you actually, when you look through it, you do see a couple staff members just like smoking <laughs> in, in the back there. Um, but that's it. It doesn't look like it's also an exceedingly hard place to hide. It is a well-lit, solid wall-by-wall, long, relatively narrow hallway. There's no coves or alcoves. There's just hallway. And it actually goes on for hundreds of feet in both directions. Yeah, so seeing that it looks pretty clear, I just like kind of turn around and like, I don't know, mouth looks clear. Because I don't know, like, I assume, I, like, if that you guys are being quiet, so I probably couldn't hear exactly. Yeah, yeah. In low tones. We're not, like, whispering or anything, but yeah. Uh, well, friend, it's been very good to talk All to right. you. If there's any, is there any way I can contact you in the future if I need to reach out? Uh, the only way you could contact me would be in person. Unfortunately, they don't give us access. The floors we stay on don't have larger spire communication access conveniently accessible. So if you could, uh, if you go down, if you go down to floor 36, uh, and you look up in the directory there, which is right off the elevator, you look for uh, Jacoby Jethrin, or JJ is what I go by to my friends. You can uh, you can find me there, and feel free to knock on my door anytime. Do not go there in the evening cycles. A lot of dangerous stuff happens. I don't want you to unnecessarily sully your hands. I'm sure y'all can handle yourselves. Understood. Well, uh, considering we might have some company soon, I think uh, it's best that we speak another time. Uh, okay. And he uh, nods and almost bows to, to you. He's like not really <laughs> well, sure how to well, exit. While he's bowing, uh, Scratch wants to like just like get a little bit closer and see if she can like sniff where exactly from him it's coming from like his clothes I, or his you're, body you're, I won't make you roll for it with that definition yeah it's coming off of his clothes like oh, it's okay. a little bit on his body mm -hmm. but it's a lot on his clothes roll insight for me alrighty insight plus one that's a five. <laughs> it's coming off of his clothes. It's not a lot on his body, but yeah. there's, there's like a little hint, but it's almost all coming off of his clothes. Okay. Where'd you get your aftershave, bro? Yeah, that's, a, uh, that's a, an interesting cologne. Where'd you get it? Do you, do you ask that in yeah. Scratch? Oh, this? Oh, well, this is something. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really sure I should talk about it. Oh, yeah? Why not? Well, something 
hurt you? I mean, nothing. I mean, unless you just hit me. <laughs> um, uh, no, 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 no. I sniff the air now that it's been pointed out. Yeah, and out. you can yeah. smell it. You once you say interesting smell, why would he? Ah, uh, cinnamon and cardamom, <laughs> and now there's this whole nether layer for Tama. Um. So those floors I told you we aren't allowed on. Yeah. Sometimes we're on them. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> I think I catch your meaning. Uh, thank you for your help. Thank you. Throws away his cup of empty melted frosty and uh, steps out of the alley behind the Wendy's. All right, the three of you are left. Um, I say we stay a little bit and see how that plays out, kind of uh, scratching my face and then casually giving a little point towards uh, uh, the the adventurer. Oh. Yeah, uh, the, the cobalt. Do, do they seem to have noticed us? Not that Mary could figure okay. out. Okay. Yeah, they just, they seem to just be like looking in shops and stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, we can hang out and just see what's happening. I'm sure he's just spending time. He or looking for us and trying to act nonchalant either when, way. Uh, Thomas scratched his cheek Eventually, the uh, the cigarette smoking uh, bartender is like, "Was that your cheek or your nose?" Uh, <laughs> I assure you, it was my cheek. God damn it, Steve! That's so hard. I'm, it's just Tama is never gonna buy drugs in your campaign. Never, <laughs> never, no. So, if you hang out and watch. Are you trying to keep an eye on Zecto the Cobalt? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, if you ain't much, all right. I'm going to have you all... Actually, I'm going to have him roll. It's just going to be disadvantages already. I'm all standing on the floor, so I'm hidden by most bar stools. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have you all roll... Uh, 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 stealth with disadvantage. All right. But know that I am also rolling uh, perception with disadvantage. Ah, nice. In a full disadvantage <laughs> off. And, and what are we rolling? Uh, stealth. Ooh, I rolled an 18 and a 19. Fuck yeah. yeah. With a plus five, that's a 23 for myself. Jesus. Which is funny, because Scratch isn't even really trying all that hard. She's just like... Meanwhile... Booyah, 12 and 13, so Ooh. 12. <laughs> 8 and 11. Oh, oh, wait, 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 sorry. Plus three. 11, 11 or 14. So 11. 11. Well, I rolled a six and a ten, so I don't have to deal with either of my dice today. They're just not giving me the rolls I need today. I'm kind of glad we didn't get into a combat last episode. We'll see if it holds out this episode, because I can't roll for anything. Um, Scratch leaps at the kobold. <laughs> so you watch the kobold, and you watch him a while, uh, kind of like trying to approach different food court things, and he does actually come up to the Wendy's behind uh, the alley behind the Wendy's. Pulls out a dowsing rod, shakes his head, and moves on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 he goes up to it, to it, but there's a line, and he like tries to read the menu, and it doesn't look like he clocks you, even though you're sitting there. Yeah. Um, and then then he squints his eyes and he shakes his head. And then he just goes and he sits down in one of the like center chairs in the food court and he just sort of stares down sadly. Um, and you can, since you're watching him, you can see like he lets out a heavy sigh and just sort of looks down 
and then he just sort of looks like he it almost looks like he turns off to a degree because huh. he just stops moving but his eyes are open he's breathing but he doesn't have anything I have a I have a gambit here yeah let me try something okay yeah let's try it <laughs> I 100% believe in you just back, just back back me up if anything goes wrong Okay. <laughs> uh, you want us to come with you? Or? Just, oh, okay. Take care from all right, just, all right. Um, I go to the bar. I order a couple of drinks. I go to his table. I politely set one down. Penny for your thoughts. And he looks at the drink and he's a little confused and he looks up at you and then he smiles and he's like, Oh, hello, friend from the 199. Hi. Ah. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I can't understand the words very well anymore. You can't understand the words? Yeah, I, I used to be so good with words. That was, that was a long, he just sort of trails off into it. Does and he then seem he takes to be like suffering from age? So you don't know how old kobolds get or are, but you've but I mean, never does he seem to have like does he is he seem yeah, like to be Alzheimer's referring to and stuff Alzheimer's like, dementia? like that? Uh, you know what? Uh, roll insight on it, or medicine if you want. If you're trying to suss out if he has anything kind of like wrong with him. Uh, nat twenty. Damn. <laughs> All right. So, Tama, as you're talking with this kobold wizard. As I feel like you're beginning to unpack a little about what's actually going on, you have a moment. It's the kind of memory that forms. That's almost like it's a dream because it's so early in childhood. Not like when you're 10 or 11 and you have good linear recall, but when maybe you're like four or five or six and so much of your memory is tied into your emotional perception of the world in a much more abstract art um, way and much more impressionistic way than the emotional subjectivity that tints the world of linear memory. And you are there with a number of your older family members. You're, again, a little child. Your father, maybe? Uncle, one of the uh, one of the adult men in your family approaches and kneels down, pats you on the shoulder, and it's like, "No, she's not. She's not doing well right now. Not today. I know. Normally, she tells you stories while she's crocheting, but she can't right now." What what do you mean she's not doing well? She said she was going to finish the story of Atonga today. She'll finish it another day, Tama. She'll she'll finish it. She'll finish it another day. Trust me. She loves telling you stories. She's just not feeling well. Well, what if I what if I went and um, found some herbs for her? I mean, if she's just got a tummy ache, maybe I can fix it. And the man kind of smiles in a way that a child's never going to recognize isn't a positive response to what you're just saying and manages to keep himself a bit composed, pats you on your shoulder and simply says, ah, get your, uh, 
Get your get your cousins. Yes, go out, go out, and herbs, and then it goes and addresses one of your one of the older children, roughly in the squad of children that are that generation that large families have. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's the one that's assigned as sort of like the team lead of the youths under a certain age. That person is the manager of you. Go get herbs. Go take Tama to go out and go get herbs over on the east side, over over east. Yeah. Yeah, there that area. Be be careful. Stay inside of each other. And the memory begins to fade, but not before you, Tama the child, catch a glimpse of your Tina Matua. Just it's almost like she's napping or resting, which she does. She's old and she falls asleep. Like sometimes mid-story. But her eyes are just staring down and she's just sort of fidgeting there with her her needles. And there's a moment where that face and that image maps over this cobalt wizard. I thank you, and he takes another sip of this drink. While you're watching him, he doesn't have hand trembles. His eyes don't seem cloudy. In fact, they're not even darting around, and they do seem to focus on everything he's looking at. It's like his words aren't coming out in the way that he would define them. You've dealt with elderly people as they age, and whether it through some sort of, like, disease or just simply time and the slowing of the body. He looks older... And mostly you judge that from the big white kind of long eyebrows that are at the top of his scaly form which maybe you internalizedly clock at with a nat 20 weird that a kobold has fluffy hair eyebrows but whatever um but he doesn't have his body doesn't even have like the signs of like uh, older skeletal system that's sure. kind of worn okay. down by age. Uh, he sounds older, though. I will say with a nat 20, Tama, you are confident that this person is simultaneously an old man and a young man. Cannot be both of those things, yet is. And that there is nothing that you can see that seems to be matching the behavior you've seen of previous elderly people. Well, I just, I saw you walking around a bit, uh, befuddled, and I figured I'd come over and offer assistance. I was told by, by the paladin to look for you in the food court and watch what you were doing and then report back what you did. And then I couldn't remember where they told me that they think that you were going? Is this a common occurrence, or does this did these symptoms just start occurring? Symptoms? Well, you seem to be a bit confused and having trouble with your memory. Is this something that's new for you, or...? The... Krokog... The Red tells me that that's what magic does. He and... Right. Found me. And... 
Words were said and it brought my mind about. But he says that the magic doesn't last terribly long, so I'll be as useful as I am until it is gone. And then I'll go back to who I was before. I want to roll Arcana. Okay. That's a... Wow, that's 21. Does it sound like a curse? Does this sound like a spell? Does it sound like some sort of body transfer, resurrection, reincarnation? Like When he said that he would go back to the way he was and brought his mind about, you think maybe he was awakened? You've heard of this. You don't practice it in your community, but it's awakened? basically giving a creature with a lower intelligence a normal level of intelligence which creates access to certain things charlie gordon ass wizard he is a kobold so he's not a completely unintelligent creature so an awakening one of them might enhance their intelligence for a period of time but as far as you know you don't have a deep experience with this because this is some of that you are screwing with things, magic, that a lot of people do in these lands that you've come from that you do not practice at home. No, not at Because it all. seems almost yeah. offensively cruel to entrap a creature into an intellect it did not agree to have to begin with, um, uh, only to uh, do that, and it seems selfish. And so you don't know kobolds very well. You're not a wizard. You don't have a studied history of magic, but you do know that there's ways to make less intelligent things smarter. Okay. But you don't know, like, maybe that's fading. They flowered for flowers for Algernon. Yeah, this is what I'm feeling. And or uh, uh, so do you know that the magic is is it fading now? Is it is it? Do you know how long? I don't have a time frame they said that I would lose the ability to cast it before I'd lose the ability to remember that I could and that has been fading over time for example I should have hit you I'm sorry by the way you seem quite nice but they told me that you needed to be hit with like a beam of light and I should have, and I missed you three times with it. That's very rarely, if I recall correctly, which I might not, happened like that. I... He takes another sip of, sip of his beverage. I'm sorry. I'm... I'm not, I'm not good at following a thread. You're supposed to talk to the paladin but to do so in public and then he he points at you and then his finger points in another direction and if you follow his finger 
you can see Crocog the Red, the Hobgoblin shirtless Red Barbarian, beginning to walk up in the distance. You 100% know he hasn't seen you yet. The only reason you recognize him is because he's A, the only shirtless person yeah. in the food court. And How B, hasn't he died giant, of lack of service? Yeah, <laughs> and a giant, he's a giant barbarian hobgoblin and he's red-skinned. And then there are other red-skinned creatures out and about. There's sure. less common, much like red vehicles. And so you see he's walking in that direction. Go ahead and let your friends know that you found me. I'm going to be waiting here for them for whatever discussion they want because you made an appointment. Okay. You've been really nice. By the way, Zecto. Zecto the Amazing. Hey, everyone. It's your game mother here. Super sad, serious moments. Want to apologize for that. Not as intended as possible and unfortunately for y'all it ain't over yet but you know what that's how DD plays sometimes i'm here to thank our wonderful patrons and kind of break up the emotional labor that i'm putting on you with this story uh so thank you to michael aaron kyle and steve uh, you're what's helping keep the lights on, keeping the podcast go, as well as thank you for anyone that goes and follows us on all the Low Armor Cast uh, podcast locations like Spotify and Google Podcast and stuff. And remember, if you want to review the podcast over on the Apple Podcast app or any of the podcast platforms that allow reviews, because that's how the word of mouth happens. We want you to wrap your mouth around the words of low armor cast is what I'm saying. So, but instead of mouth, it's like you have tiny mouths called fingers and you can, you can, this is a really extended. Okay. So like, imagine if your fingers had mouth. Anyway, uh, we're going to get back to sad, serious podcast. Uh, he stands up real slow. Um, and he starts following toward like it's at least walking slowly toward the direction that he can see his friend in um and uh and yeah you watch him walk off and you can see that he's very determined to walk off even though he kind of weaves a little bit because he wants to go to the shops that like signal his brain that are interesting but uh but he keeps correcting his path, and obviously Krokog is coming in his direction. So. Um, I go back to the table with the rest of the team. Wow. Um, so what is he up to? Is he, like, following us, or...? He's looking for us, but he's... <laughs> Scratch yes, What's but... that fuck up to? Yeah. What's that little bitch boy doing? <laughs> so... Did you make fun of him for missing us three times with that spell? No, there's a... Uh, <laughs> what, uh, what a garbage wizard that garbage boy is. Um, but... <laughs> no, he's actually suffering from, um... His mind's wasting away. Pretty quickly. Oh, oh and, wow. Uh, he was looking for us, but we got confused. Um, I think there's Jesus. actually something a bit nefarious as to how he got the intellect he has and why it's fading, but I haven't determined 100% what that is. I want to try a different approach with these people. I told okay. him to go get them and to come meet me here to talk. You guys, I would love for you to be here in case it goes wrong. Oh, but we'll we be here. can't for this to work. We can't be antagonistic until <laughs> it, until it becomes 
physical, we can't be antagonistic. Scratch smiles. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm on board. I trust you. <laughs> we just don't. I I am nervous because we don't know who they're working for, who they're investigating for, because they're not part of the security here. But they're asking all these questions. And the answer is for who and to whose benefit. We should find that out. Mm hmm. That this will be a perfect opportunity to do an information exchange. My hope is to walk away with just as inf walk away from here with just as much information as I give. Because, well, actually more. Because <laughs> we don't have a lot to give. But that said, that's... Let me do a little bit of a word dance with him and see what we can do. Okay. I'll, I'll follow your lead. That's, uh... I, I promise that. Yeah, not my, not my favorite tactic with uh, <laughs> adventurers, but it, so far there were at least two of them that didn't strike me as monsters. And uh, if the, if any of them get uh, if if any of them cross the line, I'm telling you, I'm just gonna catapult something into their dick. Go right ahead. <laughs> you can junk attack all you need if they get uh, if they get rowdy and attack. Cool. Yeah, especially since we went and talked to this dude first. Um, they they may or may not have already been into our room. Yep, and then that will we'll have to suss that out as well. Um, feel free to interject with questions and whatnot. Just just be careful what you ask. <laughs> you can Fuck trust you me. Yeah. <laughs> Merit. <laughs> Tama just gives one of those. I'm trying to reassure you that I trust you, smiles, but I really don't. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Merit. <laughs> Just as background, like Merritt's reactionary self is like, if we can get out of the back door, maybe we can loop around to the security building and let them know that, the, the, that they're on this floor. So if anything happens, they're ready. So when you look across, you don't see um, Krokog, the Red, or Zecto anymore you just see walking up to the alley behind the wendy's with all kinds of confidence from the same direction right dawn shield sword sheath like normal walking around <laughs> okay. like not like not like weapon out and everything and uh uh, uh she immediately clocks tama Tassilius the speaker yes and you can see she's really trying to control herself and she, she just simply says, I have a few questions to ask you. I would like to ask them to you. If you answer honestly, that is simply all I need to know. And then I will leave you and the rest of the pit crew alone. I am not interested in making your day hard. Is that okay? Absolutely. Your wizard friend did an excellent job of uh, making an appointment with us and uh, having a nice conversation. So I'm, I'm happy to help how I can. Um, I do have to apologize. We were with Magda Agda at the uh, in the middle of a job, and I, I know you understand as as working people that having a job interrupted can look very bad in front of your employer. I I, I understand. Roll insight right now. Well, after you said that you were talking with Zecto, uh, that is a eighteen. You see a brief moment. Because uh, she has a very kind of like sharp, uh, uh, stony sort of look about her. You see a brief moment, 
of like flicker in her eyes. You can't quite nail down what it is, but there is an emotional a moment. Totally understandable, totally understandable. Let us sit, let us have a bit of a conversation. I decided that Krokog could maybe hang out somewhere else. I came a little heavy as well. I'm sorry, it's just very concerning that there was an explosion in the Sky Spire. And we don't have the kind of time to take to investigate it that a City Watch would have. We get a little impatient sometimes in the Adventurer's Guild. It's a problem amongst our guild members. I'm sure you've dealt with some of us before. Everyone has. Um, so I apologize. So my questions are simple. When you arrived to the Sky Spire, as far as we know, the next person that you were able to talk to was was uh, at the front desk of the, the Sky Arena, correct? Mm -hmm. Like Or like in the receiving offices around the Sky Arena, right? Yes. Okay. When, after you left that, you and uh, Vilton Valvex um, went to Red Grove to get your uh, to get your room. Yes. Yes, we went to our accommodations. Uh, by the way, we went to your room. Uh, we did not search it because there were so many uh, gods outside of it. You were not kidding. You were not kidding about that. That's after you left there. You went straight to Rockville and you were shopping, and then you met Maja Agda. And Maja Agda and you went to... The um, 199. The 199. You yeah. seem to know everywhere we've been already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we beat up a number of the city guard until they told us your exact uh, route based <laughs> off of what they could piece together. Well, that's all correct. What questions did you need? What information did you need filled in in those gaps? The only question I have based off of that and based off you confirming all of that, I was mostly just confirming it with you, and I think that you're telling telling the truth. I, you haven't been here that long, but nobody has seemed to have seen Lannick Hindfist. And so I'm just curious where he's been. I, we were expecting maybe to find him back in your rooms, but then, of course, we couldn't get to your rooms because the god were there, and we got in a little bit of a scrap, you know. Well, currently, um, your guess would be as good as mine. Genuinely, we haven't seen him since we got here. He's got friends here, other things. He's fought here for years. I mean, I, frankly, I'm a foreigner. This is my first time here. This place is amazing, by the way. It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, well. Uh, I much prefer... Like, nice open pastures. Also, no churches here. Unacceptable. But uh, it is impressive. I will give it that. I don't want to make you feel bad about it. It's impressive, but it is... When you find out more about this place, you're not gonna like it. Oh, whoa, whoa, hold on. Did... Okay, she just... That was very human, humane of her. <laughs> Sorry, also my brain an, is starting. Also an opening to... Yeah. So, um, speaking of which, we've been... We've been very curious about this explosion ourselves. I mean, you're, who hired you to investigate it? Oh, nobody hired us. It's our job to investigate these kinds of things. People died in that explosion. It's our job as Adventure Guild members that we go to uh, locations, and when bad things happen, we stab our way to the answer, and then 
then once we find out who did the bad things, we kill the bad guy. That's our jobs. My cousin was an adventurer. He once said that uh, it's the only job where you run towards the screaming. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we could be part of the angels here, I suppose. That's kind of a screamy job. Um, or part of the fire brigade. That's kind of a scream. I suppose there's lots of jobs. Teachers run to screaming children to calm them down. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, perhaps uh, not as strong of an analogy as I was. But, but <laughs> it, is, it is a job. I, lo I love the reference, by the way, Ron. <laughs> uh, uh, it is a job that uh, is... It's, it's tough, but it has a lot of rewards. But the hardest part about it is that you have to remember that not everybody is hiding secrets from you or trying to get in your way when you're just trying to deliver justice. And as a paladin, of course I became an adventurer. It's, it's sort of the only thing that we can do, otherwise we get arrested. Um, <laughs> because we convert by the sword sometimes. I myself, more fist, but I do have this this... This big old hammer here, uh, when the fist isn't hard enough. But I, I don't use the soul bringer uh, on anyone that didn't bring a blade at me or some weapon at me first. So, um, I, I'm, I, I have to admit, your friend uh, piqued my curiosity. Yes. He's exceptional. Uh, His intellect is Zecto. Zecto, yes. Yeah. His intellect and casting ability is is yeah. remarkable amongst his people. Uh, yeah, Zecto. Uh, so we found a, a trapped kobold under like a collapse of rocks on one of the passes, and he was crying, and he was kind of panicked, and so uh, we uh, took him in, and he was kind instead of duplicitous, like kobolds tend to be and so we kind of kept him in our group for a while and, and then eventually uh, Noisiri joined us and Noisiri had a spell that she had inherited from her great grandmother on a scroll that was called Awaken and she was gonna use it for her horse but then she realized maybe horse does not want people riding it maybe we don't <laughs> want to know what horse's opinions are about things and so then we'd had this kobold uh, with us we didn't know his name was Secto until until uh, we awoken him. And so then we cast the awakened spell and that was that was good um, for a while because he'd really been with us for a long time. We wanted to like meet our friend, if you will. Uh, he had language, but it was only in a language none of us could speak. Sometimes there'd be a translator. He could only spoke broken common and we could tell that he wasn't quick, maybe some head damage from the rocks. And so the spell tended like brought him about. And then he traveled with us for quite some time as a, as a, as a caster of some sorts, but then over the last uh, several months, maybe about a year ago or so, it started fading. Um, we don't know why. Um, uh, we went on a whole quest about it and we couldn't figure it out. Uh, so unfortunately, it looks like it's going to be the end for him. Um, uh, Can't you just like re-up the awakening spell? We've tried. Uh, we actually tried a greater restoration. We uh, killed a warlord in order to get the favor back for a greater restoration. That didn't do anything. And then we tried a, another awaken spell uh, from a druid um, after uh, giving them all of our strongest individual magic items. And uh, that didn't do anything. So we're pretty sure it's something wrong with it's like there's a destiny controlling him it's almost like 
when we found him, he had a sudden purpose. And then he had a life to him once we awoken him. And now it's like over the past while, he's just been in and out more. He just doesn't get to be part of us anymore. Lots of times he'll end up staying back because we're worried that his mind won't be there. And and sometimes he's not interactive at all for weeks. So we keep him with us. And then when he goes back, he will return. It seems like he's just going back to who he was before we awakened him. While uh, not magic my people practice, um, it sounds like you've actually gone to great lengths and sacrifices for your friend. Well, yes. Uh, Zekto is morally white. There's what, black and white and gray, and I know I'm a paladin, and so I'm all black <laughs> and white. But Zekto does not have a bad aspect to him. He is just a genuinely fully good person. And it is heartbreaking, but sometimes you don't get to control who's with you in these things. I'm more than sure it's happened before that once Zekdo can no longer do that, we'll run across someone else that needs help. Uh, or that wants to help us, and they'll be relatively similarly experienced, but fill gaps that we have. As adventuring parties tend to do. Mm-hmm. So what have you found out so far about the explosion? We're, consider us, whereas we're not adventurers, we're definitely curious parties about the safety of the areas we're in, particularly when we're currently not only pit crewing for um, Lanik, we're also uh, helping with security for Magda. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, what we know about the explosion is that there was a... Uh, the explosion was coordinated by protesters of the labor conditions. Um, the general amount of protesters were fine. Some of them escalated the issue because they did not think that we were hearing them. We'll go investigate who ordered the explosion and then we will deal with them directly. Uh, they cost several lives. So you had said that, you know, there's some things about Skyspire that when you kind of get down to the nitty gritty aren't, aren't good. Uh, what do you think about these protesters? Is, do you, is that part of the thing that you don't like or is it the... Oh, we don't conditions? mind protesters as long as they don't get violent. That's fine. You can protest as much as you want as long as you don't take... You can, you can throw a rock in a window. That's fine. You can knock. You can get like a fist fight. That's nothing. People heal. Were innocent but, people killed in the explosion? Yes. Several. Like workers? Other, like, like Workers, city guard, uh, people that were stationed there, people that were part of the protest. It killed several. We'll be all over the Sky Spire for the next bit. We have access to things, obviously, as you've seen by the security response, that you're not going to have access to. Yes. We'll keep eyes and ears out and see what we can find out. All right. Well, this was better than our first meeting, and I thank you for that. I just don't like dinner interrupted. Apparently not. <laughs> oh, and tell your fawn friend I do apologize. I didn't mean to hurt her feelings like I did. I Is sincerely thought I was going toe-to-toe -to -toe with another okay. bard. 
so let her know that she. Oh, can you it. thought she was? Yeah, a lot of people think she's. <laughs> she, yeah, she's got big bard energy. It, had I known I was not arguing with another bard, I don't think I would have been as harsh. I, f I figured it would be a duel of words, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, she's she's a ranger. She uh, she's just a kind of person. Okay, just let her know that I, I do apologize, and we'll. Hopefully we'll speak again soon in uh, more polite terms. That's fine. If you see Crowcog, just avoid him. Um, uh, that's <laughs> oh, I'm the, sure. The red, the, the red yeah, skinned. I, I'm sure he doesn't like me, and I don't blame him. Yeah, don't, don't. Yeah, if you see Crowcog, just, uh, just don't engage. Um, if you see any one of us with Crowcog, you're probably fine. But if it's just Crowcog, just don't engage. She gets up and uh, nods to all of you. And then just simply walks back in the direction out of the alley behind the Wendy's and off back into the rest of the food court. As soon as there's no Crocog, there's no her, yeah. I am sure that we are not being watched. And then I give it an additional minute. I slump physically in my chair and stare at the ground. <laughs> and I'm just like, this got way more complicated than I'm comfortable with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nonetheless... I believe Merritt wanted to go to security to finally get those uh, pictures out to people. Yeah. And meet and up with gonna, Maja and yep. Wilton. Um, and then I think that Scratch mm -hmm. wanted to... Um, go on a tour. Go on a waste management tour. So yeah. we're going to get lighter on the way. Um, <laughs> make sure this ends more positively. Uh, where are you heading? Security office, tour of the waste management. I think security office. Yeah, I can tell you as a GM that'll be the faster with, one. Uh, yeah. Wilton Welvix and Maja Agda. All right, so Rockville, uh, you watch some maps. You see some standing uh, causeways uh, as you leave the food court and travel through Rockville. Uh, you see off in the left-hand side while you're traveling to the security offices. Uh, uh, you see something that uh, looks sort of familiar to Merit, not so much to Scratch or Tama. It looks like it's an ice rink, but it's not ice. It's wood, and they have wheels on their shoes. And so you see something like <laughs> a bunch of people uh, <laughs> circling around each other with some sort of like gliding wheel shoes. Um, you see another uh, area uh, kind of near that where there's some people on some magic projection boxes with some like some like levers in front of them and you don't really understand what's going on there but they're all hanging out and it's super dark but there's like a purple light cast on everything uh. and it seems like there might be a live bard in the back because music's blaring out of it and you don't understand <laughs> it various clothing shops and kiosks it's amazing because in your mind you were like oh we were in the shopping area and everything and it's probably all living and then there's merchant but it never seems like living and shopping disappear here uh, Rockville always seems to have both and you pass what you think might be another food court uh, <laughs> until you finally get to the security offices which are much closer to the uh, 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 international management of processing sewage offices um, uh, we, uh, the security offices here they're like multiple storefronts that have, uh, have kind of almost a temporary um, office wall kind of obfuscating what would normally be open air or glass um, to kind of show them off and then out in front of them uh, behind two large doors on either side um, uh, one that says intake uh, on the uh, above it and the other one that just says um, uh, visitors above it on either side of the desk is there just uh, calmly sitting in front of you so you can't really see into the security offices it's like a fully enclosed standalone building 
uh, here in Rockville, even though it's right up against other shops and everything. Um, and so there's a reception person at the counter. You want to approach? Yeah, so Merritt just kind of like pets Jancy, takes papers out of the of the other people um, and approach. Like, who would I drop off papers with for um, suspicious folks and people who've known to break laws and cause trouble in regions? Woman at the uh, front desk is wearing kind of the uniform of what you assume is sort of the walking around city guard uniform, uh, because you've seen them uh, walking around. uh, And she just smiles and immediately sees you and she's like well well do you got a little critter there in your backpack you got a little critter in your backpack I saw you pet it on your way out way up you got a little quitter critter in your backpack no it is the critter what what <laughs> what is this what is this oh my goodness and she just goes she's like she it, she doesn't go to pet it properly she just immediately and jancy, uh, jancy don't bite jancy just grabs her hand and she's like oh it's coming on my hand it's so good this is so sweet oh my goodness i love i love this little little bag thing you I got pet jancy so it'll let go oh, if she wants so <laughs> gross i love it i love it <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and, oh, it reminds me of growing up. It reminds me of growing up. Mm, mm, I'm getting a little... Okay, okay. Calm down. Calm what? down, Arlene. Calm down. <laughs> We're focused. We're focused. We're working the job. All right. So you wanted to distribute flyers of artistic renderings of people that were... Causing you a little bit of trouble. Uh, they've been banned from Davidstown for oh, various from offenses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, my goodness. And since we happen to have sketches of them, we figured we would bring them here as they specifically did attack us, uh, Lannick Hindfist's pit crew, and we figure with such a high-profile event going on. Well, that is... A full-bodied boy with half a head idea to ta- attack Atlantic <laughs> Hindfest cr- pit crew. Oh my goodness! Give me these, these. Show me portraits of these idiots that you've. Uh, these idiots. These idiots <laughs> that you managed to interact with while you're having this conversation, Maja and Wilton. Uh, wander up. They, you know, they saunter up, if you will, behind you. Um. M- Maja Agda is where and Wilton are both wearing matching giant like fluffy fur like minky coats like just this really nice. oversized yeah, well. and I was expecting have... him to either show up with uh, uh, like naked <laughs> or uh, carrying two golden uh, hand crossbows firing him into the ear going <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and they show up with these two things and Maja has like a necklace and Wilton has for those that are observant a new very fancy ring on his many ringed fingers <laughs> and everything. Now, uh, who might those be from? <laughs> <laughs> me and me and Miss Ogda found ourselves in a particular hot streak, as I mentioned on the phone, and it went very well. <laughs> uh, I have gifts for all of you. They're gonna be back at the room. Oh my! It went great. Thank you can thank me, boss. Really, Maja here. I don't know. Whenever I gamble, it just seems to work out. 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, it is. Everyone's like, oh, gambling's such a risk. And for me, it's just sometimes I go in and I get a bunch of money from a casino and then I walk away. <laughs> it's um, good to see rich people. You, you want to be our friend? <laughs> I thought I was your friend. Yeah, she's our friend. Oh, 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 by the way, Merit, Merit, Merit. And she uh, uh, hands you just beautifully done sketches of the adventuring party. Like the sketch artist in Davidstown was good. Magda has like artistic, dramatic representations of them in poses that look form accurate, even though they weren't standing in those poses. <laughs> she's just like, I just, I just doodle a little bit on the side. It's, it's, it's not a big deal, but I hope these help. <laughs> just like sellable yeah, we'll, paintings. We'll hold on to those. Uh, uh, well, so are there multiples? Like, what? What do you like? Is it just like one single of it, all of them? The one is that it... uh, it's 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 individuals. She thought you wanted individuals of each one. Okay. So you have one of each member of the adventuring party. Just photo perfect. <laughs> all right, bear with me. So, um, we would want to go to security get copies of these, right? There's, uh, if they're sellable, what if we ask security to make a bunch of prints of them, and then we just, and then we were like, oh no, we'll distribute them, and then we like sold them, <laughs> sold the likenesses of this adventuring. I, I mean, I don't. I mean, that's a funner, more weird vengeance where you just profit off them, <laughs> you don't harm them like, in any way. Thank you, Maja. Now look away. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tupac, for your image. <laughs> Maja, do you think that you could? draw them in other positions <laughs> I mean I can if you want what kind of, what kind of no, positions no, no. Uh, I'm, I'm joking of course I mean, if there was a way to make a copy of them I would love to have a copy made real quick but I still want to leave them with security to ask them because we still don't want people just going into our room without our permission Hopefully we're in a good place and it's not a worry, but I still want them to know that, hey, these people shouldn't go in our room. But that's the only Group yeah. A, group Davidstown, fuck these guys. Yeah. Group, group Skyspire. All right, just watch them. Just watch them and make sure they don't do just anything. Just don't let them in our room. Just yeah. don't let them in our room without our permission. Yeah, they don't have permission to we be in our room. We already called ahead to let them know to not let these people in our room. I'm just letting yeah. them know what they look like. I'm, so I'm just glad can, they know they, we're not <laughs> fucking around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They can. Um, so she's like, she's like, oh, I can absolutely... Uh, uh, form, uh, uh, do some copies of these, have these distributed. You said this group banned from Davidstown? Isn't that the elf Lizley Clanthian known <laughs> oh, as one of God. the worst bards in the history? Got of... a real weird dick, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's he true. looks like he you has know what? a real weird dick. Um, I'm sorry, I shouldn't be talking about other people's bodies. Like yeah, that. it's, you know what? When they're assholes, is fine. Um, <laughs> they don't deserve our respect or our consideration. Um, she's still like petting Jancy and everything. She's got that. All right, copies to distribute. Let them know they're banned in Davidstown. We'll communicate with Davidstown, confirm that. But if it is true, we're gonna keep them on high watch. They step out of line here. We'll deal with them. Yeah, lots, lots of problems. Preaching before breakfast, handing out brochures and... Wilton Welvix <laughs> literally coughs out he spits out a, like a full flask worth of brown liquor. <laughs> liquor. And then grabs one of his cigars and breaks it in half <laughs> angrily. Preaching before 
<laughs> God damn it. If these motherfuckers ever step goddamn foot in front of Wilton Welbeck's, I'm going to show them what a goddamn breakfast looks like. I got bacon. I got ham right the fuck here. And I'm going to punch them right in the goddamn mouth. Preaching before breakfast. I understand Scottsbury ain't the most religiosity place, but preaching before motherfucking breakfast. Good God. Good son and moon. Fucking. I was half expecting him to like throw his hat on the ground. Just a real Yosemite Sam yeah. like tantrum. <laughs> Pulls out those golden crossbows. <laughs> Preaching before breakfast. He I ain't never heard anything. No, these are for celebration and puts them away. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Um, by the sun and the moon, the night and the day. God damn it, preaching before breakfast. You know, he might as well just sacrifice the child right there in the goddamn bar. <laughs> and and Arlene's just looking at him like, okay, a little <laughs> um, But she's like, all right, preaching before breakfast. That's absolutely going to ding him. We will put the thing out. They are part of the Adventurers Guild, which means that we cannot... Um, necessarily just arrest them on site, but it also means that they will likely do something we can arrest them for very quickly upon their arrival. Uh, <laughs> that is that is quite normal, especially if they're stepping over lines that nay man day across like preaching before um, I keep wanting to say Jesus on an empty stomach. That's just that's 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 the Antichrist, right? Yeah, there. the true Jesus Antichrist on is Jesus on an empty stomach. stomach. Um, Jesus would not want you to. That's why every church stomach. got them snacks. Um. Uh. uh so. Uh, <laughs> and, and for these, for these, these are the ones that said that they were gonna break into your your home. Or your hotel room. This other yeah, those are here. the ones that we alerted security about. Right. So we just so you know, I will. What they I will add. Like we currently have in. a file working with them because uh, they are investigating the explosion that just happened. Um, but I will add this to them to tell them that a restricted district is there. Um, I cannot guarantee they won't still try to push into your room. Uh, I believe there might have been a report earlier of them almost immediately trying to do that, but. They were held back from that, and we just let them know, you know, where you'd wandered around because we already know that you've been with Wilton over there. Is there anything else I can help you with? We will make sure this group from Davidstown does not have a lot of opportunities here, and then we'll make sure that uh, uh, we'll make sure that the Dawn Shield party doesn't get out of line when it comes to your personal possessions. We wouldn't want Skyspire looking bad. Uh, about uh, with the world champion uh, that's th th even not. a little too far for adventures honestly it's not like Lannix out there you know punching babies I don't know <laughs> I don't know what Lannix would do not like, not like Lannix out there like oppressing peasants <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Lannix out there period <laughs> <laughs> Now, Merritt is convinced his business is concluded. It's like, no, unless you want to pet Jancy. You said you wanted to go on the poo tour? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go, uh, let's go learn some stuff about the world. Uh, How it's made. It's so much more than poop. Think of all the things you can put down a toilet. Maga, right? do you want to go on the <laughs> Seriously. tour of the waste management sector? Uh... And, and, and for a moment, like, for a moment, you all pause, 
because she's a very stylish ASMR. And she's like, yeah, I want to go on a tour of the waste management. <laughs> there is no product I probably use more. <laughs> right? I'm saying. Don't we all? High and five. <laughs> she, high she low fives you because for her it's low. Yeah. Um, uh, she, she just, she low fives you. She, she high fives you so hard, Mary. It's so aggressive. And she's like, this is so much fun. I'm so glad that we ran into each other. Wilton, are you coming to the poop tour? <laughs> Wilton's like, you're asking if I, in all of my white and creamy outfit with matching overcoat and beautiful cigars want to go to what I will kindly refer to as a shit factory. <laughs> well, they don't make the shit there. Okay. A shit shipping center, I guess. Shitting and receiving. <laughs> Shitting. Shitting and receiving. Shitting and receiving. It's too good. It's too good. Well. And then receiving. I do believe... I mean, isn't that just pooping back and forth? <laughs> Forever. Forever. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I do believe that that is likely the last place I expected you to want me to be, but Wilton Welvix is here to accompany and escort the party that he is supposed to be escort Layton. Hell We're yeah. going to the fucking poop factory. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, Hell so, yeah, Wilton Welvix. <laughs> walking down to the poop factory is not far from the security offices it seems that the shit does not roll that far downhill uh if you will uh to the um the uh international management of processing sewage or imps so the imps office is beautiful it's done in a very classic uh a mix of uh northeastern united states art deco and brutalism very similar to Rao red grove looked it's got beautiful towers it looks very much like a building from new york city built in the late 1800s it's got the call like the the columns and everything the stone imprinted sign on it it's got brass inlays on everything it's fucking gorgeous nice you put a lot of thought into this <laughs> hell yeah have i put a lot of thought into the thing that's been the primary layer thread <laughs> since the second episode of this campaign <laughs> yes, Ron. There's, yes, I am. Twenty-five percent of this campaign, whether one and two or not, all about this. Ron, thirty minutes ago we were in our feelings, and now we're in the shit. Yeah, all right, so you approach it. the uh, you approach the entrance of the shit factory, shit factory. Um, the the imps office. Um, it's 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 very tall. It takes up three of the four floors that are exposed. You five walk yourselves into the entrance. Um, entrance, big double doors open up to a cavernous marble floor. The whole of the place uh, looks of money. It looks like a bank, like a financial institution almost. It's so it's so wealthy. Smells wonderful in here. It does not smell at all like what it processes or what you think it might process. See up on the uh, on the uh, wall. There's tours, and you see there's the tours every hours hour. And you are just shy of one where there's a person with a clipboard and like a little brown and gray uniform 
uh, with kind of gray streaks in their hair, and they're looking around, seeing if anyone looks like they're going to join the tour in the middle of the afternoon on a weekday. <laughs> Scratch is waving. <laughs> For the Waze Factory. They wave you to the back, you approach them. Scratch. Years ago, mm-hmm. in a tavern, mm-hmm. just a stop for you, you met somebody that you felt was a bit of a bully uh-huh. and picked on someone. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, you showed him what's for real confidently out okay. in the rainy streets. <laughs> this is who I thought it was. Okay. And they look at you. Oh, no. Is this the tour guide? And the tour guide looks looks directly at you. <laughs> you. <laughs> and that's where we're gonna end this episode. What? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> that one was legit. That wasn't even a forced one. That's a fuck you. What? I, just, <laughs> I am so excited to impact unpack this because just like something I hadn't I hadn't really thought deeply about it was like the mass manufacture and shipping like the main manufacture and shipping of portable holes pocket dimension things basically is going to be like the company that can just any kind of movement of illegal goods and make just, anyone disappear yeah yeah literally, <laughs> literally make anyone disappear yep they probably have a portable hole for the bodies <laughs> right yeah. we can discover more <laughs> mysteries and talk about, about the, that a little bit more on uh, the- international <laughs> management of processing sewage and discuss our portable hole theories on the spare parts nope Shop talk, there it is, on the shop talk episode <laughs> about this uh, over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash lowarmorcast. However, before we go, I want to thank my wonderful pit crew for doing such a good job. Yeah, we, thank uh, you. We hit the middle of the episode with... Uh, with some some feels, and uh, then it was ridiculous. Um, it was a good one. It was a real uh, good, was a good one. one. So, good job. Uh, anything that any of you want to plug? Uh, sure. Uh, if you'd, uh, like to help, uh, me and my family out, you should check out my wife's store on Etsy. That's Game Over Stitches. It is a super awesome cross-stitch, uh, pattern. Uh, you can buy digital patterns for dirt cheap, and if you like nerdy stuff and cross-stitch, that's gonna be your one-stop shop. You're welcome, honey. Uh, I am Triple Aaron. You can find me on twitch.tv slash Triple Aaron and also on Twitter as Triple Aaron. And uh, my final thought for this session is the phrase Dungeon Mommy Milkies. Ickies. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> and I've been Kelsey Steven. You can find me uh, using the pile of paper mache Merritt left to build a house. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. Every 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 episode, you definitely got to do the like uh, a reference to something in the episode, and that's where you can be found. There we go. <laughs> that's that's got to be your sign off. Of course, <laughs> low at the low AC across all social media. Uh, uh, anywhere you want to find us podcasts every other monday and then over on the patreon if you want to hear
hear us talk about stuff or have some bonus content. Also follow me at dying underscore of underscore exposure over on Twitch for more D&D games every Tuesday and every other Monday and other stuff. So lots of Dungeons and Dragons happens. So thank you very much and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye bye. 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 I do not eat like a human. I eat like what an eight-year-old dreams they're allowed to eat like <laughs> with no thought of consequences of what that does to me. And uh, Guy, you're like the kid in... Uh, well, why did my brain go there? You're like the kid in Blank Check. Remember that movie? <laughs> yeah, that yeah, movie I do where Blank he Check. wants to fuck an adult woman? <laughs> Oh my God, he does want to fuck an adult woman. She I, seems, I watched, yeah, and she seems kind of Down. into like, it. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Uh, yeah. Oh God. I, I was just bringing it up because of that scene where he's eating all the sweets. That movie, because uh, I'd never seen it, and it just came like when Disney Plus first came up, and uh, yeah, the person I was watching with and I were like, nope turning this off. This is not okay. This is weird, kid. You don't, you should not be picking up women at the bank. I figured, I figured, uh, gosh, because the only thing I was thinking of was that scene where he's eating all the sweets and he's like, I can eat whatever I want because I have money and I'm a kid. That's where my brain went. I forgot about the whole like, lead up to that. Incredibly inappropriate relationship.